Hearing voices? I'm hearing voices. You're listening to Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. This morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson, we continue a sports-heavy week as we visit with Dan Pompey. He's with The Athletic. The new book is The Football 100, The Greatest Players in NFL History. How did you guys narrow down the top 100? Good question, Scott. You know, we had a panel of five people, and uh, we we took a lot of time doing this. We met, we discussed, we argued, we threw a few punches, and uh, we we had votes. We had a bunch of votes, and we came up with our 100. You know, I think you start out, you're looking at who's who are the greatest players of all time. Obviously, you look at Pro Football Hall of Fame. You look at honors. You look at statistics. Uh, you look at things like that, and, and and then you start whittling down. You know, the hard part is getting to only 100. You know, you've got 371 in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and we left a lot of really great, great players off the list, and that probably will lead to a lot of people thinking we're crazy. But How important were Super Bowl titles? You know, I think they were important, but not everything. Um, and don't forget we're talking about – NFL championship titles too, in addition to Super Bowl titles, because uh, the Super Bowl era didn't start till the 1960s. So um, I think, uh, for instance, in Tom Brady's case, Super Bowls meant a lot uh, because he had so many of them. Joe Montana, it meant a lot. Uh, Dick Buckus, who's number 10, it didn't mean anything because uh, he never played on a winning team, never even played in a, in a playoff game. So I think you have to look at each player individually and his own circumstances, you know, you have to look at, did he have the, the talent around him, the coaching around him uh, to make it to a championship? And if so, you know, then, then certainly that was a feather in their cap. Dan Pompey is a long time and deeply decorated sports writer. He now works for the athletic and we're talking about the football 100, a new book. So I've got a couple of kids. They're in their twenties. They love the NFL how did you deal with recency bias? Because if you didn't play in the 90s, they have no idea really who these players are or how good they were. Well, it's funny because I've got kids in my 20s too, and I've had this argument with them. You know, I think that's a temptation for all of us, right? To put more stock in players we're more familiar with and to kind of diminish the accomplishments of players who played in the past. I don't know that we did it well enough, frankly. You know, uh, we've got Otto Graham at number 11. And I think there was a long period of time when he was considered the greatest player in NFL history. And, you know, we've got a bunch of guys who jumped him who played uh, in recent eras from the 1970s, 80s, 90s, uh, and 2000s. So, um, you know, I I think uh, you had to really look not at statistics and try to compare that way, but really look at their errors and how great they were and how they dominated. Who finished 101st? <laughs> well, there was no 101st, but there were a number of players who did not make the list that I think you could really make a strong argument for. Uh, among them, were Troy Aikman, uh, you know, three Super Bowl wins. Doug Atkins, a great pass rusher. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, second leading receiver of all time. Jim Kelly, only player to go to four straight Super Bowls as a quarterback. Uh, Derek Thomas, great sack man. Uh, so, I mean, there, there's a lot of guys, uh, Scott, that you really could make a strong case for. And I'm sure, you know, 
if you looked hard at the list, you'd probably come up with 10 other guys. You'd say, why didn't they make it? The great Dan Pompey joins me this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. If you think writing is dead, check out his work on The Athletic and elsewhere. The greatest defensive player ever compared to offensive players, which get so much more press in lists like this. Talk about the balance between the greats on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I think, you know, it's easy to look at the quarterbacks and say, you know, well, we don't have enough quarterbacks and they're the ones who really uh, make everything happen. And, you know, that's that's true. I mean, there, there's an element to that argument that makes sense because no one's more important to a, a team's success than a quarterback. Uh, but, you know, you have to kind of be balanced a little bit and look at uh, defensive players. I mean, you have to consider players who don't have any statistics like guards and offensive tackles and centers. Um, you know, we don't have a kicker or a punter or a returner on our list. And you could say, well, that that's something's missing there. Um, but I think we did try to at least uh, look hard at players at every position and and try to really look uh, at defensive players and value their contributions as well. So Blanda didn't make the list. He did not. No, Blanda did not make the list. Vinatieri did not make the list. Um, you know, you you could make uh, Ray Guy did not make the list. Devin Hester did not make the list. There's there's a lot of guys you say are special teams performers that. They were the greatest of what they did, but they're not, not on our list. We wind up with Dom, Dan Pompey this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. The book is The Football 100, The Greatest Players in NFL History. I want to talk about you for a minute. For 40 years, you've been covering the NFL and other sports. Greatest thing you've ever witnessed live? Boy, that's a tough question. I, You know, I would uh, – I've been to a bunch of Super Bowls, uh, Scott – I would say Brady's comeback against the Falcons in the Super Bowl, to me, I, I just thought there was no way that was going to happen. No way any it possibly could happen. And, you know, the, the way that he brought that team back, obviously had a little bit of help from the Falcons and the players around him and the coaches, but uh, it, it was just a remarkable comeback that defied all odds and Obviously, the book, The Football 100, is something you're very proud of, and you should be, and I'm looking forward to finishing it. You've written columns. You've written articles. What are you most proud of? Um, you know, I would say I'm most proud of um, just kind of the body of work and the career and, and you know, the opportunities that I've been given. I, mean, I feel I'm, I'm very blessed in my career uh, to have uh, be put in the position I've been in and uh, I've written two other books too, one with Doug Peterson after the Super Bowl, uh, another one on the history of the Chicago Bears. Uh, and I'm actually uh, working on another one right now. So, um, you know, the books are fun and it, it's really uh, enjoyable to be able to earn the trust of a subject and write a story about him. Uh, I'm working on one right now on uh, one of your Detroit Lions, a Aiden Hutchinson, who's fascinating young man and a hell of a player. So, um, you know, I would say that there's a lot, there's a lot to be grateful for in my position. In an age where sports writing in general is on the decline, his work is outstanding. Dan Pompey, the book, The Football 100. Thanks for your time today on Hearing Voices. My pleasure, Scott. Thank you for having me.